Shout a big, big hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on now, glory to God. Um, Just to make one or two comments and then we will... um, Now, what I'm going to do this session, I will um, I will try and break things down in very simple ABC because I want to build a foundation on which we are going to lay a foundation on which we are going to build in the next couple of sessions and I don't want anybody to miss anything so I'm really going to come down and speak in very simple language and um, I don't want you to miss what I'm going to be saying and just building from the point he made last. I have in the last few months started having a very, very acute, very severe burden. I don't know how. Again, for the campuses. Very severe. You know, in the things of the spirit, you assess what God is saying and doing in two ways. Listen. It's either you assess it by inspiration, i.e., God is speaking to you, or you assess it by information, i.e., you have access to what God has said to some other people. Let me ask you a question. The massive moves and the encounters Daniel massive moves and encounters Daniel had in scripture, you would notice something. Some came by direct revelations he had. Are you with me? He saw some things. Others came by access to information based out of other people's prophetic insight. Am I making sense to you? He understood by books the prophecies of Jeremiah. He understood by by searching for information. Alright? And in this season, God is speaking to us by inspiration. I keep, I mean, I keep I keep seeing things. Uh, we're praying in my house some time ago, and suddenly I began to see I saw I saw fire. I'm not joking. <laughs> I saw fire and I saw the fire being borne by a wind. So you could say wind and fire together. I saw fire engulfing the campuses. 
and a wind was blowing it. It will blow it from one campus, then to another, and then to another. And if you remember Cindy Jacob's prophecy, he said the revival in the campuses will also begin to affect the secondary schools. All right? And so we've started taking spiritual responsibility also for the secondary schools. Because God intends for a revival also to break out there. Am I making sense to you? That whether they are private or public, right? God will ignite the campuses. I'm praying very seriously about it. My team is praying and we are taking some steps. Crazy steps. Yeah? Abi? Uh, you are laughing. Okay. We are taking some crazy steps about those. So for those of you who are in the campuses, um, don't just be there. <laughs> you are in a strategic time. All right? God was saying to me, I was, somebody sent me something yesterday. I'll, I'll just say this and then we, we begin to flow. Um, somebody sent me something yesterday. I was listening to, because by the way, all we hear about the nations at this time is that Christianity is shrinking. <laughs> I don't know how many of you have heard that. Christianity is actually shrinking. Yeah? You will think of it that way if you don't understand the shift that is going on in the Christian center of gravity. God has moved away from the global south, the old America and Europe, and he has moved to the global north. Christianity has its base, its push, its foundations, its everything now. In Asia, you will be shocked. Latin America and Africa. Right? I am part of what we call the Global Great Commission Network. I coordinate its activities in Nigeria. And so, I have understanding about some of the things going on in various places. Alright? And so, we hear Christianity shrinking. But you see, don't be worried about that. Christianity may be shrinking. It is only to the extent that some of us that God has positioned in this season to carry back the fire to the nations that we are sitting pretty cool. Nigeria is looking to, sorry, God is looking to Nigeria. That's actually what is happening. So don't be surprised about the global voices that are rising out of Nigeria. I don't know how many of you have noticed. <laughs> Serious global voices. And they are not just rising as global voices. They are rising in companies. They are driving on common collaborations. They are working together. Are you understanding? So you need to watch all that so that you don't just sit and be doing some little things here and there. The Lord spoke to me recently and he said to me, the field is the world. You know in the parable of the sower, he was interpreting it. He said, the field is the world. The field is the world. I used to be bothered about people traveling out of the country. But can I tell you something? God is sending them. The field is the world. And so in this season, we can choose either to be a movement or become a monument. <laughs> and some have turned to museums. It's a choice. It's a 
choice. It's a choice to decide whether you want to be at the cutting edge of what God is doing. You know, the things that occupy your hearts, they are too small. Marriage, you know. <laughs> you can be at the cutting edge of what God is doing. God is doing massive things in the nations in this season. Revivals are breaking out. One of the pastors connected very seriously to me and we are driving a movement together. I called him a few Saturdays ago and he said to me, I am in an Assemblies of God Great Britain Conference. Assemblies of God Great Britain. Oh God. I was listening to their leader. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He is not in this realm. You see a man who is, is planning to take that whole church to a whole new level. He said he was with Prince Charles. Sorry, King Charles. <laughs> we are still used to. He was with King Charles and they were talking. So when they introduced him as the leader of the Assemblies of God in Great Britain, he asked him, King Charles asked him, why is the Assemblies of God growing? Other churches and movements are shrinking in Britain. Assemblies of God is growing. It's called leadership. The man is carrying a massive revival. Massive churches are being planted. They are growing. They are, they are planting churches like mad. <laughs> Assemblies of God in Britain. So don't be moved. All the noise coming out about moral decay and so on and so forth. Be on a plane of your own. Don't get moved by that. We define our own atmosphere. We carry our own culture. We don't get moved by all that nonsense. Alright? They are distorting everything. Do you know there is now what they call transable? Have you heard of transable? So somebody can just wake up and say, I feel like a blind person. See how? When scripture talks about God gave them up to a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind. So you wake up and say, I feel 12. So there is no end to this thing because a day is coming, a child of eight will say, I feel 20 and so I have to drink alcohol. Are you understanding? A child may decide to feel 40. Because the world has been given over to a reprobate mind. Don't be part of that. Stand your ground. Build the atmosphere. Build your environment. Build your own culture. And let's begin to push again the agenda of the kingdom. Let us pray. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, 
give us a nation, Sekaba. Oh, we take the nations for you. Oh, Kalobekaya. Oh, God give us the nation. Who take the nations for you? Oh, oh, give us the nations, Aya, and we take the nations for you. Oh, Aya Panekaba. Oh, Ilabaye. Give us the nation, Satoya. We take the nations for you. Oh, oh. Give us the nations. We take the nations for you. Kayabasa. Kesayabasa. Make me a part of this agenda. Lord, I pray today upon this altar that doors to the nations will begin to open up. Doors to nations open up. Open up for sons and for daughters in kingdom diplomats. Open up. Open up. Let doors let doors to the nations open up for kingdom diplomats. Doors to nations open up. Marusayaba, Etonde, Oriana Mahashala. Let doors open up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I feel the anointing of God on this. Doors are opening. Doors are opening. Doors to the nations are opening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Be seated. Be seated. Permit me. I have decided not to preach. You said I should run a training. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going to read a scripture. And I'm using this as um, I'm using this as a sort of template to be able to share what it is that the Lord has put in my heart as we talk about enlargement. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13. I'll read verses 31 and 32. Matthew chapter 13, 31 and 32. And I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 and 32. So here is another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds. Please do take note of that. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make nests in its branches. All right. I'm going to use this to share a few thoughts as we begin to lay foundation on enlargement. Enlargement. And please, I share this with every sense of responsibility because it's important in your experience, in your own personal reality, please don't just listen to another good preaching. It is important that you begin to see how you can draw application to stretch where you are today. That is my intent. That you are able to define where you stand and what it is that needs to happen for you to move from there and be all that God's calling you to be. This is very important for me. Yeah? Am I making sense to you? That's why I want to talk small, small, and we move very gradually. Because we are robbing life and robbing our generation of so much. Just look at me. And, and you know, I was talking with a, a client yesterday, and they had asked me to do something. And I called my colleague, and we're talking. I just realized all the things they were asking me to do, I have it in excess. I understand it. I don't need to do any research. 
all of the things they wanted us to put together is a PLC. All of it, all, all as in all. We, I had it. If I open my laptop, I have it. But guess what? Those things have been inside my laptop. Am I making sense to you? Meanwhile, they could be conglomerates that require that. And because it is seated there, unformed, unorganized, guess what? It profits nobody anything. It doesn't profit me. It doesn't profit the people around me. Yeah? So the day you put yourself together, you unlock value, not only for yourself, but for all those who are around you. And so this is why this is important for me. Church people are very used to, you know, we just hear, you know, and shout and scream. You know where noisy people are? You are where? We are very noisy people. Very noisy. Very noisy. And that's why we are missing certain acts of solitude. Acts of thinking. Church people are not there. We are just noisy. We scream and shout. <laughs> Alright? I'm trying to reduce the shouting I do. So I can hear. Because the less you shout, the more you hear. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, let's look at this parable. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. I've seen a mustard seed before. Somebody brought in a container and showed me. If I took one. Very tiny. He said, it's like a mustard seed. It is very small. But that small seed can be transitioned into the largest. So the first thing I want to talk to you about, listen very carefully. I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through five elements that you can use to drive enlargement in your space. Five elements. And these are not things you don't know already. They are things you know. But perhaps in this conversation, we may jolt you again so that you go and do what you know. Is that making sense to you? All right. So I, I just want to jolt you. The first thing I found is that the Bible said this was a very small, very small, very small seed. But it had capacity to grow, to transition. Yeah? So listen to the first thought. Don't overthink your smallness. Yeah? You know a lot of us are stuck just analyzing how small what we have is. <laughs> how small my church is. Hmm? Where is that pastor that brought me? That I was having a conversation. He's downstairs. Right. So I was asking, where are you? He said, he's in Abuja. I said, how is Abuja doing? The way I said it, he said, how is Abuja doing? He humbly told me that um, they just started. <laughs> I, I heard what he was not saying. He was saying that they are still small. <laughs> Am I correct? That's what he was saying. That's how is Abuja doing? He said, we just started. <laughs> But do you know something? Just getting started 
It's a good place to start. <laughs> I don't know what else is. Just getting started is a good place. Stop overthinking your smallness. Can I show you what makes us overthink our smallness? It is because we are looking over some shoulders and seeing those who have come into their manifestation of bigness. Do you know the problem the man with the one talent, what he, the problem he had? The problem he had was not his one talent. Just think for a while that the master had come and given him one talent and didn't give any other person. Think about that. He would have felt on top of the world. Am I correct? Hey, listen, am I correct? The problem was a problem of comparison and competition. It is a killer of talents and giftings. Yeah? So, who made him think it was small? It was because he was referencing it against what someone else has. You know, a lot of us are stuck because we are busy analyzing what someone else has that we don't have. It will stop you from making progress. Let me even shock you. I was going to talk about this perhaps on Saturday. Maybe we'll push it a bit further. But let me give you an idea. Did you notice something in the parable of the talents? So what happened? A man was given five, correct? Hello, talk to me. A man was given five, right? The other one was given how many? Given how many? No, it was three. It was three. Okay. All right. I have your attention. <laughs> All right. So one was given five, the other two, another one. Of these three class of people, how many worked on their talent? How many? Let me show you something, and it will shock you. All three of them worked on their talent. The Bible says about the one talent man, he dug the ground. Bro, that's work. I'm telling you. In fact, that is hard work. He dug the ayah. He dug and dug. All of them worked. Except that the one talent man worked in reverse. And, and, and we may be laughing over this. But let me tell you something that will shock you. And I found this. He took the one talent. Instead of deploying it, he was preferring something else. Can I tell you something? When God gives you in an area and you are not working on it and you are spending your time spending 12 hours in the bank, eh? every move you make outside of the area of your calling, it is a hard work digging the ground and burying your own. I don't know whether this is making sense. The more you are at work in what God has not called you for, the more you are working so hard to alienate, disconnect, decouple yourself from what could make you who God has called you to be. And it will take a lot of hard work. In fact, sometimes it is harder working in an area that you have not been called to. And so the first thing I'm going to be challenging you to do, if you are thinking of enlargement, please throw out of the window 
all of the overthinking and fixation and dread about smallness. Small is an invitation to big. Small is an opportunity for big. I saw a colleague many years ago. She's in Lagos with me. She was very, in fact, she had excess flesh. Excess. No, very, real fatty bumbo. So we used to make fun of her as a very, a very beautiful soul. We make fun of her. And say fatty. Can you imagine calling a lady fatty? You know what she would say? She would say, eh, let it be. If, if I were not fat, that word would not exist. So I'm, I'm the one giving credence. I created the word fat. Right? Now, please. My, my, my request on you, please, don't overthink your smallness. Life starts from your mind. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you change your perspective about what it is that God has put in your hand, that thing which God has put in your hand will begin to change. I don't know who feels like they are in a small place today. The miracle of life is that small things grow. <laughs> Just give it attention. It grows. It grows. Small grows. I think that's a very good hashtag. Hashtag small grows. <laughs> yeah. Really, small grows. So if you shake the mustard, it is very small. But what does it do? It begins to enlarge in itself. It begins to enlarge in itself. So that's our way of saying, please, if you were to spend time groaning yourself. I found out that, you know, a lot of fixation we have about outcomes. Forget outcomes. Forget, you know, you said all those, out, no, forget outcomes. There are things you do within yourself. Then outcomes will happen. Hello, sirs and maps. Now, this, that's the point. Don't get fixated on the outcomes you want. So we've set goals for this year. I did a massive program last November called Emerge. Massive programs around goal setting. You know, we walked through a lot of things. Six pillars. It was huge. Right? But I've noticed that people typically set goals regarding their out, the outcomes they want to see. What if we spend time working on the routines that deliver those outcomes? Perhaps that will be a better approach. In fact, it is the only approach that produces ultimately. This is the truth. Yeah? So, the mustard gets in the right environment and begins to develop all on its own. It is that personal development of the mustard that yields ultimately to a tree that has branches. If the roots are not worked, if the seed doesn't walk into a root, there will be no tree standing and there will be no branches and no fruits. Is this making sense to you? I know this is very basic and foundational. But let me introduce a thought. 
Listen carefully. I found a few days ago, <laughs> it will surprise you, it has never hit me that way before. I found something a few days ago. You know, because we have always prized our talents. In fact, I had um, a weekend retreat recently, and we spent time just walking on the seed parables. Yeah? I was using it to teach all kinds of crazy things. Yeah? We call this seed to sequire. It was massive. But I found shortly after we came back from the retreat that there was a missing link. There was something missing in the whole of that session because there was an overemphasis on the seed itself, on the talent, on the gift. Here is the thought. Our decisions and choices are of more consequence than our skills, our talents, our gifts, our anointings. I will say that again. You won't understand it yet. Our decisions and choices carry far more consequences. They carry far more consequences than our talents, than our skills, than our gifts, than our anointings. Stop. Let me break it down for you. You know something that happens in Nigeria typically is that you know, somebody comes from nowhere and does something and then it becomes the talking point. Abi? Yeah. So who is the current talking point now? Are you serious? Now, I don't know her. If she has issues in her personal life, I'm not endorsing that. But let's play around that image. You were the one that said, though. Hilda Bassi. Okay. How many of you heard about her before last week? Anybody? Who has it? Yes. Somebody ate her food. Yes. You've eaten her food. Who has eaten her food before? Before? Now. Uh, nobody. I thought I saw a hand behind. Who knew her before now? Yes. Okay. Where did you know her from? From, from Instagram. Awesome. Now think about something. And this, this is a thought that formed in my heart. Her skills in cooking, did it just develop last week? It has always been with her. Are you getting it now? It has always been with her. Is it possible to imagine that there are people in Nigeria, in fact, there could be people in Lekki, in the neighborhood, there's a chance that there may be somebody that might even be able to cook better than her. Is that correct? In fact, inside this room, it is not difficult to imagine that there could be someone here who makes beautiful dishes like her. Is it possible to imagine that? Yes. But what is the difference? The difference is that somebody made a decision to work on her gift. How far you've come is the extent to which you have worked on your gift. You see, it is not something to write down, really. I mean, if you, if you know how it is inside me. Because I sat back. I said, even this girl, all this while, the person who set the record set it in 2019. Where has she been? This is your basic. Where has she been since that time? Do you know it's possible 
that that capacity was always locked in her. Even before 2019. Am I making sense to you? But the difference has always been not the talent, not the gift, not the anointing, Karushalaba. It is about my decisions to walk or not to walk. You see, we sit down, gloating over and analyzing what we have and what we don't have. While all the while, good English, while all the while, you could pick up on what's available and walk it. Caesars. Working hard on your gift is more important than the gift. Do you know? From the airport, Andy. From the airport in Lagos. Eh? There was something I was supposed to work on and send out. When they delayed my flight, I had a choice to make. I was feeling sleepy. was feeling tired. But I sat at the airport lounge. And I started walking. Walked to an extent, got into a nugu, continued the work, finished it in the evening, sent it to my consultant to say, go through whether this, this, this meets up. You know what the girl did to me? In the night, she sent me a word. I said, nah, 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 nah. A section of it, which was the major place that I need to rework it. And she gave me a, oh, Jesus. I started begging her. Can you work on it for me? <laughs> Say she can't. That's how I bent down. Kept working on that. Kept working on And I found that I could do it. I've never done that sort of thing before. But I found it was in me. I could do it. I, did, I, I never felt prouder. This is a, this is a word called prouder. <laughs> prouder. prouder. I did it. And I sat to her in the middle of the night. And said to her, you pushed me. Now here it is. That's what I wish. So you pushed me. Now I know I can do it. Now I can use the same thing and work on more. Are you following me? You see, your challenge is not not having it. Your challenge is in not working it. Kikabaya. Stretch your hands here. Stretch your hands here. Akura manashalaba. Ekaito. Amiantosisa. I speak to your spirit. Whatever drowns you and gets you lazy to work on your gift, I lift up that veil. I lift up that covering. I inject into you a compulsion, a drive to work you. You know you are a work to be done. You, you, are work. you need to work you. I speak over you. You will work you. You will work you. I say you will work you. In the name of Jesus Go and walk. Go and walk. Go and walk. God has given you everything you require. I know you know. It's just that you don't do anything about this thing that you know. That's my problem. Alright? So, don't forget. The decisions and choices you make <laughs> are of far greater consequence than your gift, than your talent, than your skill. You know, the unfortunate thing is that people will sit under this kind of thing and hear this. And hear this. And they go back not taking... You know, recently, 
I was I was praying with someone close to me. Suddenly, the Lord took her over, started messing up with her, started driving her around. The glory of God filled the place. I'm telling you, we just saw my whole smoke on a prayer. It was so intense. I had to put on my recorder because I needed to record for her what was going on. I put on my recorder. And suddenly, the prophetic broke out. I started speaking over her, prophesying. I prophesied for a very long time. Detailed prophecy. And there were clear things she was required to go and do. You know, I started watching. Three days. I wasn't seeing any change. Because, you see, if you have a fresh mandate, it should affect your schedule. I will know that you came to a conference and you heard some crazy things. Life altering matters. It is that we check your regular schedule. The way you operated yesterday, there is now an adjustment. You have made space to be able to introduce the new schedule that will drive the kind of things God is saying or that you have determined to step into. I didn't see anything. One week passed. I didn't see anything. Two weeks passed. I didn't see anything. I said, um, <laughs> I said, I noticed you have not, you have not started doing anything about the things God was saying to you. He said, how do I start now? If not my, that my hands were too anointed to slap somebody. Honestly, I, I just, I just, I, I was just like, what is this? I mean, why you stay in the same spot, grumbling and complaining? Enlargement starts with building capacity to break out. Can I ask you a question? Are you preparing for what you are praying for? You know, it sounds crazy. Not for just wake up and pray. Okay. Are you ready? Oftentimes, 80% of the things we are praying for, we are not ready. And that's why they don't come. Are you hearing me? I pray, God, give me this. And, and you are not set for it. There's nothing you are doing to prepare yourself for what is coming. I want to beg all of you. The only way this thing I'm saying will make sense, and you drive greater effectiveness in your life, it is that you hear these things, you begin to see what then do I need to do on my gift? Sit down and think. God is raising a people, a people who will step over the line and a sucker people that have understanding and that have strategy. We don't spend time to build strategy. You know, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's, it's because of my training. Once I receive I'm, let, I'm not letting you into a secret. Once I receive an inclination about something that we need to do, right? Maybe to launch a fresh expression, whatever it is. You know the first thing I do? I sit down and I build a framework. It, it does, I sit down and I'm able to dimension say so. For this to happen then, this has to happen, and then this. These are the aspects of it. So there's something we are we are releasing, you know. And, um, and these people are very, people in all kinds of places around the world. 
So one day I just woke up, took my Excel, and prepared something and sent to one of them. I said, look at this thing. Say, wow, this thing is very deep. Because if you are looking at it, it tells you all the things you are meant to do. It's like an entire system. Do you understand? You build it so that you, you know what to do. Every other person involved in the process knows what to do. We hear things and they excite us. And we don't sit down to reflect on them and to dimension what will it require to be able to do X, Y, Z. Am I making sense to anybody? So please, I want to beg you. Start building capacity within yourself. That's how to enlarge. That's how to enlarge. If that mustard does not take root, you can't find any tree. It doesn't matter how much you pray about it. All right? God will not go and violate his principles to make you happy and prove to you. God, do this for me to prove that you are God. It's a lie. He won't do it. How many of you have prayed that prayer? <laughs> to show them that you are God. Let me tell you something. Whether he does it or not, he is God. So that's, that blackmail doesn't work. God is not emotional. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? He's not emotional at all. At all. Forget it. That's old school. It has expired. It didn't work before. It can't work now. Say, prove your God. Who are you? Prove to you. <laughs> it might be enough. God is coming to prove to you that he is God. Just think about the arrogance. <laughs> Go and do what you need to do. And prove that you are a son. The only of proof is on you, not on God. You know, I can imagine sometimes when we pray that prayer. Angels will just have to say, Lele. <laughs> just, just look at this one. See, see this one. You're talking to the ancient of this. Say, come and prove. If he proves it, you, know, you, know, you won't be here. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I needed that to sing. If only to challenge somebody, go and work on your gift. It takes hard work. It takes hard work. You know, there are two people that can be equally anointed. Equally, if there are grace in the anointing. I don't know. Maybe Andy will know. If there are gradings in the anointing, let's say two people are in the same grade, grade five, you will notice something. Their lives will likely turn out differently. Right? And it's not because the quality of the anointing wasn't good. Or that the quantity was also not good. It's often a function of how much they worked on it. And when I say how much they worked on it, your mind is going to so many things. You see, for the anointing to explode, sometimes the work that needs to be done may just be the right connections. <laughs> may just be that somebody is most sensitive to find a stream of that anointing that they are connected to that blows it off. It may just be that. It may just be a covenant matter and trigger that one person is smart enough to pick in the spirit and walk on. That may be it. Yeah? 
So walk your gift. Walk your anointing. How many of you know, in the Bible, the Bible talks about walking of miracles. Is that correct? You've not heard it before? Walk, miracles are walked. <laughs> Is it different? Miracles are walked. There are elements you put in place, you see miracles happen. I'm telling you, you can walk. You walk it. You walk it. Jesus saw the multitude. He had compassion on them. Ah. Ah. It was a trigger. As he had compassion on them, he spoke and said, Give them to eat. If he looked at them casually and passed, would the miracle of the multiplication happen? It won't happen. Miracles are worked. There are conditions that are met. Number two. So we talked about capacity. You know, I was trying to see how we can marry Matthew 13. Is this making sense to anybody? No, because the way some of you are looking. Are you okay? Did you eat before coming? You didn't eat. Then you need to be very agile. Okay. Yes. You get more agile when you don't eat. No, those who are like cement, they just <laughs> just pin you to the foundation. You become very heavy and weighted. All right. You know, so I was trying to marry marry that um, um, Matthew 13 with the expansion program we saw in Acts 19. Anybody seen Acts 19 before? Yeah. That's where Paul preached until the whole region heard. The word of God filled everywhere and prevailed. You remember that? And then people brought their magical you know, books and then they burnt all of them. So many turned to Christ. The kingdom expanded. Right? You'll find certain correlations with this parable. So what is happening in that parable? Paul, a lone man, comes into town. Small mustard seed comes into town. He goes to preach and then they raise an uproar. What did he do? He took a small company of 12 and they moved to one, the house of one Tyrannus. Right? And he started working on them. Listen to this. The next thing about enlargement is that, take note, and I have thought about this many times. People don't enlarge alone. Who is a civil engineer here? Anybody? Civil engineer? Uh, there are no builders here. Eh? You are an architect. <laughs> Who else? What are you? You're an architect too. All right. So you can design a very fine building for me. Yeah? It doesn't matter how great of an architect you are. You can't design that thing and then you suddenly see that building. The building walk out of out of the drawing and stand. Does it happen? No. In fact, even for that architectural drawing, Sometimes you need help and support from other people. So if you bring the best civil engineer in the world, 
His firstness cannot put a building standing. Am I making sense to you? Buildings are delivered in company. Growth does not happen alone. You don't drive growth standing alone. You need to do it with people. With people. And so we see one seed going to the ground. Suddenly, the next thing that we see emerging are they seed. Please now, talk to me. So what came out of the ground was one seed standing on the other. Or that one seed coming out as seed. is in a man- mango seed. And it's just shooting out like this. One mango seed. No. As the seed is coming out, there are transformations. It has multiplied itself in various other forms and shapes. There's a stem. And then you see something shooting out by the side. Right? It is no longer that one seed. You know what Paul did in that scripture? Paul took 12. I've told you this before. And started pumping into them. He started creating in them what was in him. So if I'm running a church and I want to expand, my first point, point of call is myself. I need to build capacity myself. What's the next point of call? I need to raise a company around me. Are you understanding? I need to raise a company. It happens with your gift in business, with your dad, with your dad, with your dad, with your dad. You have a fine product. Listen, if you don't gain access to market, you will remain poor. Am I making sense? Fine product, but no market. Right? And so, I will need to now take steps. You talk to someone who knows somebody inside somewhere that can put in a word. Is that not how we do it? They put in a word for you, and then on and on, you get the first contract, and then you now have a reference. You say, I've worked, I, did, I, I drew, you see that building there? I was the one. I mean, that's, that's the trick you play. <laughs> yeah, I was the one. So that's a reference. In fact, sometimes we even collect a letter. Abi? Yeah, we collect a reference letter from the big company we have worked for. And so when we are applying for the next one, we attach it. Say, this is coming from Slumberger. We work for them. Yeah? You know, sometimes, even when we are working very hard, if you don't know how to tap into the limitless resources God has put in other people, you might not go far. Right? People's skills are critical. Very critical. And so what we do is that it's either you grow your people or you connect with people. Did you understand me? I've said two things now. Right? How to build a company is either grow people or connect with people. If you, if you don't find who to grow, connect with those who have grown. Yeah? You know, many years ago, something happened to me. I don't know what I've shared this story with you. I, when I did my master's in school, I finished writing my master's, did my project, came back, started work in the bank. Asso strike. You know this asso strike? They didn't start today. We're doing asso strike then. Do you know strike so happened that I defended my master's thesis two years after submitting the project. I'm not lying. Two years. Straight. And so by the time I was getting ready for the viva, I, I was now reading the project. It was 
reading like a textbook. I'm telling you. It was reading like someone else. I've forgotten. I was not struggling to you know, internalize it and make it my own. It was tough. Oh. Anyway, cut a long story short. Just before the date of the viva, one young man who was an undergraduate when I was doing my master's, he had gone on youth service. He was in Zaria. I don't forget him. In Zaria. One day, I saw him walk into my office. He came to look for me. How? He came, we greeted, and he brought a newspaper cutting. He had photocopied a newspaper article. And say he saw this thing, and he felt I should be interested in it. He gave it to me. Anyway, to give you context, so I read English. I studied literature. I did what they call literary criticism. That's what I spent my life studying in master's. So I'm not belittling that. That's a massive thing. So there, there's this Nigerian novelist. I don't know how many of you have heard about him. Benokri. Even till today, I'm still an authority in Benokri. I worked on Benokri. One of his books then um, had just come out. It wasn't in Nigeria. My yoga bought it for me in Leeds and sent it down to me in Nigeria. From my supervisor, they had not read it. My, my copy was the only copy in the university I gave to my supervisor to read, and my HOD. So I worked on it. Very seminar work. Massive work. But guess what? In the two years lag between when I submitted the project and when I was coming to defend, the man had written two or three other books. I know in research, uh, you need to tell the whole story. Abi, you need to. So, the newspaper cutting that was brought to me was an analysis of the two new novels the guy had written. This boy came all the way from Zaria. I don't know how he traced me. He came and gave it to me. I took it, read it, and then I went for the viva. As I sat down, I'm not lying, God is my witness. The external examiner was from Unilag. He's dead now, Professor Theo Vincent, very popular prof in those days. I sat down in the viva. The examiner looks at me, and the first question he asked me, I'm not lying. He said, how many books has Ben Okri written? I can tell you for free. If not for that article, I would never on my life. I was brilliant, very smart. That work was crazy. It was a reference point. People were, those who were doing PhD, they were coming to borrow the work. They were asked to call me and get insight from me. All that would have meant nothing because I wouldn't have known. Am I making sense to you? They asked me, how many books has Benokri written? Trust me. You know what I did? I sat back in the chair and I smiled. And I said, he has written seven. And I said, up until the time I wrote this, he had written five. Between this time and this time, he wrote two more. And I started analyzing the two new books. <laughs> when I finished analysis, Viva ended. We went into conversations. So people were just conversing. And the man was saying, you know, this is the best master's work he has ever supervised. Blah, blah, blah. And my HOD was just there, you know, you know 
will just no my father saw. Yes. I made him work very hard. You never win alone. If you want to drive expansion, find the people critical for the work. Find them. Find them. Find them. Yeah? As I said, you either build your people, grow your people, or find a way to connect with people that have what you need. Very important. That's company. Number three. Number three, I'll talk to you about command. Now, have you noticed something? There's a transition that we find in that parable. So it was the smallest of all, smallest of, it was a small seed, but you hear something, the Bible says there, it becomes the largest, largest plant. How does that transition happen? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. All right? And so to drive expansion is like a miracle. You take a little and blow it up. It's a miracle. So you need to find the components, the elements that drive such miracles. Yeah? You know what drove church growth in Acts 19? It was that a miraculous sign was done. <laughs> Paul just healed one person. <laughs> Kai. Eh? You enter University of Abuja now. And just one blind eye open. My brother. <laughs> there will be a line of people through. That's that, no, that's the truth. You see, why some of those things are necessary? Miracles are not delivered for themselves. Miracles call attention to the power of God. Am I making sense to you? I've seen a few miracles happen. And, and when they happen, when they happen, you don't beg people to do some things. They offer themselves to do it. Okay? So I'll tell you a story. A young man very close to me was telling me, I think it was last week, was sharing some things. We went to do inspection somewhere and he was sharing something with me. He said an in-law of his, listen to this, I'm still trying to think maybe this year's conference will bring that young man. His in-law, as a young guy, went to Abuja to work with a real estate company. I won't call the name of the real estate company. It's a very popular real estate company. So he arrived at Abuja. He was staying with a relation. Where was he staying? They gave him their BQ. So he was staying free in the BQ. The owners of the house were the ones reminding him after several years that does he remember when he used to live in the ABQ? Every night, they would hear him screaming at the top of his voice in prayer. Abuja, open up! And he would call the name of his company. Maybe AYZ Estate. Open up for AYZ Estate. Open up! Abuja will dominate you. My company dominates you. Every night, that's what the young man was screaming. Thought there was something wrong with him. Others will be sleeping. He's standing, commanding the environment. Hi. I hope you know there are gates to cities. Uh, yeah. So scripture, he said, lift up your head so you get. It's not for nothing. There's a reason. And don't stop there, by the way. Lift up your heads, all ye gates. Do you know the next line? 
I'm being lifted up. He everlasting doors. Listen, there's a difference between gate and door. Gate leads to the premises. Doors give you access to what's inside the rooms. So sometimes we have entered the gates, but we have not assessed what's inside. When people are looking at you, they say, is inside there? Those who have not entered gate, they say it's in the compound. But you are in the compound. You have not entered the living room. You know, there are plenty of people born again, compound people. I'm telling you. You are just in the premises. Akai to Shikayaba. But there are doors that need to open. You know, in my house, you can come in, you come into the gate. But there's one big iron door. Aya. That iron door, you can't break it. That iron door, it needs to be opened first before you come in. Are you understanding? Uh, see, life is about relationships. Hello. Proximity does not create relationship. Disclosure does. You can be sitting every day with me. All right? You don't have access to what I carry because there's no disclosure. Am I making sense to you? I've not opened myself up to you. The doors are locked. <laughs> I'm saying something serious. The doors are locked. But you're hanging around me. Others may not hang around me, but the doors are open. They assess doors from whatever distance they are. That's how it happens. Right? So disclosure is the test of relationship. Now, so you could come, come in there. The door is open. One door. The front door is open. You assess living room. But we have two living rooms. Yeah? One is downstairs. One is upstairs. Alright? They are people that they come. I remember if you, I take you, I say, let's go upstairs. <laughs> That's another realm of relationship. Alright? Because that upstairs living room it leads straight into my bedroom. Straight. So if I take you there, I am making a statement. The disclosure is at a higher level. Am I making sense to you? Yeah. So this guy comes in and he's screaming that. He's screaming that. Alright? And I want to beg you, until the doors are opened, don't relent. Until the door. And don't be content with one door. When God showed us a mystery of how to deal with closed doors in Acts of the Apostles, what did God do? Paul and Silas are praying and singing. The prisoner said them, earthquake, all of that. The place shook. What did you hear next? All doors opened. All. Kicker. All doors opened. So, I am not content with just the entry door being opened. We need to access inside and inside. Don't relent. Just keep going until all doors are open. I'm telling you sincerely. You need to be conscious of that. 
Okay, so this young man is rising and, and he's screaming, Abuja, open up, Abuja. And he was praying for his company, not himself. <laughs> Abuja, open, Abuja, open, Abuja, open. Mani Zubrahaya. And I want to speak over someone. Enugu will be opening for someone. Uh -huh. Yes, Portacot will open for someone here. I speak over Aba, I speak over Eket, wherever, wherever you are coming from. I command that those doors, the gates and doors, be opened for you in the name of Jesus. You know what I've done? You know what I've done? What I've done is that I've given you a pattern to go and work with. You know, church people are so lazy. See, as you have heard it, you go back and say, um, Apostle Ben spoke that Eket door and gate should open. My friend, I've given you the key. Go and unlock it. You need to you say, God has said, so that we may boldly say, uh-huh. So as we hear what God, God has said, so that we may, God's saying is supposed to ignite your saying. Don't stop. People are too lazy. We want it easy and cheap. For me to speak some of those things, do you know what it has taken me? So what do you do? You go back and start screaming your own. Yeah? Say, but I can't. Open up! Open up! Open! Ancient gates! Open! Everlasting doors! That's what sons do. And so he, he kept screaming. <laughs> screaming. And one day, he had a witness in his heart. Nobody was driving him. Nobody was talking to him. He went and closed his account. Carried all the money in his account. Closed it. And went and gave in church on behalf of his company. <laughs> ah, they are dangerous covenant mysteries. I'm telling you. Do you know, that guy touched something. He wasn't doing it for himself. He was doing it for his company. If you are faithful in that, which is another man's, God will give you your own. This is high level wisdom. You will carry that money and say, God, this is for my breakthrough. I will also build my own company like this one. That's the selfish, stupid thing we will do. And God checks your heart. Say, ah, ah, evil heart. <laughs> Greedy heart. He sold for his company. Anyway, the rest is history. That young man was telling me, the guy who started in the BQ, he owns multi he's a millionaire. He said, when somebody says, I'm a millionaire, ask them in what currency. I hope you remember. He's a millionaire in dollars. His portfolio of property in Abuja, in millions of dollars. His portfolio of properties in the U.S., in millions of dollars. Are you hearing that? How did he start? He stood somewhere and he was giving a command. Listen. Listen. So I've spoken about capacity. I've spoken about company. I speak about command. You cannot drive enlargement without command. You need to be sure-footed. Know what you are doing. You don't think like a charlatan. You make up your... See, you see nothing is too small for, until you believe that. Until you come to that place of dominion thinking. Yeah? Nothing is too small. Nothing is too big for me. 
And that's how we find the miracle. Miracle of turning from a small seed to a large one. It's a miracle. Here is how we interrelate with miracles. I'm sure I've taught you this. If you walk by principles, you would have less need for miracles. Why? Because your life would have become an everyday miracle. Okay. I'll say that again. If you walk by principles, you will have less need for miracles. Why do people need miracles? It is because something has gone wrong and they need intervention to fix it back. If you walk by principles, some of those things may not even go wrong in the first place. Is this making sense to you? Right. You know, things will not pile up requiring for an intervention. Intervention would have happened ordinarily in your normal course of quality living. There are some of us that don't go to hospital. Is that correct? Because, I mean, it used to be me alone, but we extended it to the rest of the family. Because this money, we can use it. We can use our time for. Without, I mean, I'm not disparaging the medical profession. It's good. I mean, they are doing amazing things. Yeah? But maybe they were attending to some class of people, not me. Yeah? No, it's true. Maybe apart from annual medical checkup. Because you need to just give yourself that assurance that you're okay. No, recently. I was, the last time I was in Enugu, before I came, hey, anybody suffered toothache here before? Tooth problem. Has anybody? Uh, how did you feel? <laughs> Amazing, eh? <laughs> you know, we don't confess negatively. How was, this, how was the pain? Beautiful. <laughs> I don't wish it for my enemies. Ava? About two problems where you know they put you in those dimensions and start and then number you. Oh Jesus, Jesus! I didn't finish the treatment. I didn't. I'm telling you. And so about two weeks to my trip, and I was going to make multiple trips. I was supposed to be in Enugu, finish from Enugu, go to Meduguri, finish from Meduguri, go to Chad. Jesus, and the thing was pulling. You know, it, it touches your brain. He's tearing, I don't know what nerve. He's just pulling it like this. You can't sleep. You can't do anything. That thing was troubling me. Troubling me. I called Dr. Smile. I said, please, secure an appointment for me. He prepared, secured an appointment. I was supposed to go and meet an ENT uh, doctor. And then, guess the funny thing that happened. After the appointment was secured, a few days after, an ex-colleague of mine sent me a link to Healing Stream. You know, Pastor Chris did Healing Stream recently, you know, a few weeks ago. He sent, she sent it to me. So, just out of curiosity, just while away time, I, I'm telling you, that's how I felt. Okay, let me just, I, I love Pastor Chris, right? So, I just say, let me, let me look at all the, you know, testimonies that are coming. Because, I mean, I enjoy hearing some of those crazy things. So I logged in. I was listening. I was so excited. I was just following. I was excited, following. And then at some point, I was in my bedroom. I moved from downstairs, upstairs. I sat in my bedroom. And, you know, they were just going on and on. And I suddenly turned and looked. And um, people were praying. Say people should uh, pray for themselves if, if they are sick. Something just struck me. I said, but this toothache should be included, right? <laughs> so I did like this. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I command this toothache to stop. Jesus' name. 
And I stopped. And then I felt that pull. It pulled and pulled. I said, no, I'm healed. Okay, so this was happening on a Friday. It was on Sunday afternoon. I was back from church. And I now remembered that I was supposed to have toothache. I don't know whether I understand what that Now, this is Friday evening. And then it was on Sunday afternoon. I realized, I remember that, come on, that I'm supposed to be having. <laughs> it was, God. in fact, I felt some wholeness as if they rearranged my system. I called Dr. Smythe to cancel the appointment. I said, when I have time, I come, I'll come and do other checks, but not on this one. Now, here's my point. Live by principles. Take your stand in the kingdom. You see, you can progress higher than the level of your revelation. Take your stand in the kingdom. Define the boundaries you want to scale. Define them. And take a stand and command those things to happen. You don't just command them by your words. Command them by covenant principles. Step out there and do what you need to do. Live by principles and watch God do the very rest. Tell you sincerely. I've seen that repeatedly, again and again. Again and again. Right? Miracles are staples for those who live by principles. Just walk with the Lord. Walk with the Lord. And watch things begin to fall in place. Let me start wrapping this up. So we've talked about, number one, what? Number two, what? Uh, some of you were not listening. Number one is what? Number two is what? Number three is what? Yeah. Number four. Is this helping anybody? All right. Now, as we begin to tie this up, because I'm, I'm surely going to pray. I want to talk to you about commission. 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 It's not a percentage they give you for doing something. Commission as a mandate. You will notice something about that mustard seed. So we are seeing it transform miraculously into the biggest tree. What is the next thing we hear? He did, didn't need to struggle to attract birds. <laughs> the birds saw habitable places and they flocked there and settled there. Right? What mandate this tree carried was to provide a shade and a shelter for birds to be able to fulfill that. You see the rigors we have had to go through. We have had to go through building capacity within ourselves. We've had to go through, um, what was next? To build a company around ourselves. We have had to go through the process of command. And once we come to that point, the birds are coming. The birds. We don't know the locations they came from. 
right? Some migrated from somewhere else, but they have found something. Can I challenge you? The day you become your best, you see, you don't struggle. You know, they will call Jesus and say, Sir, all men are looking for you. He wasn't looking for men. He did that earlier in the walk. <sighs> are you hearing that? Yes, he did that earlier in the walk, only to the extent of finding the right people to pour into. Those are the ones he looked for them. He looked for them to build them, to make them. But after that point, men, men, because he had gone through those things, built capacity, built a company, stood in the place of command and authority and power. What else? The birds will come. The birds will come. I feel like prophesying to someone. The birds are coming. Kabararia. The birds are coming. Keshiande. The birds are coming. Get ready. Get ready. Kayasha. Get ready. Because there are birds that are eager. They have been waiting. It is your manifestation that they are waiting for. The birds will come. The birds will come. The birds will come. Anais Yando. The birds will come. The birds will come. Prepare for them. The birds will come. Prepare Namashatona Mayaga. Prepare for them. Manasi Sayaba. Prepare. Make room for them. Listen. Make room for them. Build ample space for them, says the Spirit of Grace. Build and push me because the birds are coming. I speak this over you at every level, in your groupings, in your branches, as a whole commission. The birds are coming. The, bird. <laughs> the birds are coming. You see, the challenge is not with the birds. The challenge is with our building space for the birds. If there are no branches to perch on, the birds will not come. The birds are waiting for you to build space. Build space for them. They will come. They will come. Let's pray the Holy Ghost. Just pray the Holy Ghost. There's a commission that is over our heads. There's a commission. Nahaya Kabashalaba. And now no more son teyabanahaya. A tonde koshitaya metoriada. A kaliabaha sasaniende. Oroposhatata lekenyanda. There's a commission hanging on us. Santeya. Santeya kobahante. Oramanakaitabasia. There's a mandate on your business. There's a mandate on your profession. There's a mandate on your ministry. There's a mandate on the call. As we make ourselves come into a full manifestation, the birds are coming. You won't struggle to fulfill the mandate. Mm -mm, you won't. You won't. You won't. You won't. Heaven waits. Earth also waits. Ramasheto, 
The birds are coming. The birds are coming. The birds are coming. Can you hear their sound? The birds are coming. Their chippings fill the air. The birds are coming. Kavaniandos. Wuka. Legabashayande. Olenemesia Kavalasa. Akantoria Menesisa. Onashale Kanteyaba. Langre Susi. Look at Tenamanatintoyaba. The birds are coming. The birds are coming. Woo! Hey, Shalabaniya Ashalabatentoya Tonteya Banadia. Aratalabanika. Stop. Stop. Listen, for every new manifestation of yourself, there are things that will be attracted. They are waiting. They are waiting. They are waiting. There are dimensions of resources that are waiting. If you don't come into that next manifestation, those things will not come. So they are waiting. The birds are waiting. For so long they've been fluttering around, looking for a place to settle. Provide them a place. Provide them a place. Someone will need to take this challenge in their spirit. Provide them a place. Build a place for them. Build a place for them. They will come. They will come. They will come. strongly. Just feel this. Stretch your hands here, please. Just stretch your hands. Kusha. Hey. Hey. Shekaya. Shelabakaya. I just feel a wave of energy all around me. The person I, I speak over you. Onamana siya gabaya, jegede mene kayabasa, lega namana korabani antasa, ekredebo shikayabanida. You will receive wisdom like never before in this season. Wisdom to prepare, wisdom to prepare. Kaba neno siya namana kati andosha. I I sense that some people are going to blow out in fresh manifestations. Blow out in akabani kayaba. I just I just feel people transforming. That's what I see. That's what I said. There's, there's a new evolution of yourself. You're just evolving. Evolving. Someone is evolving. There's an unfolding. An unfolding. An unfolding. That's what I see. An unfolding. An unfolding. Somebody. Somebody's unfolding. Somebody's unfolding. There will be a fresh manifestation. A fresh manifestation of you. Kabosha. Ayala kataka, edoremene kantosa, 
this level has expired. This level has expired. Says the spirit of grace. This level has expired. This level has expired. Takaya. This level. Matoma, toma, toma, yaka da bahasho. Ebra tata lekete. Mambro shekete brehente sika. This level. This level has expired. Hey, kaya. enlargement. There's a command that triggers enlargement. Katunia Mekobanataya Metoya Asiandeka Hey Can I show you where this is landing? Listen, you fulfill that commission. That which is hanging on your head, you fulfill it. You will. You will. And guess the ripple effect that is coming. The last point is about coverage. It's about coverage. And listen to this. He said, the birds, they came to somewhere. What did they come to? Where did they perch? Branches. Somebody shout, branches. Listen, now say branches. We are not told where those branches were located. Somewhere in Nigeria. Somewhere in the African continent. And I'm saying this at multiple levels. You're a business person here. Part of the dominion mandate is coverage. It is coverage. It is coverage. It is that you may be local, but you can go global. It's about coverage. And listen. Nigeria has come into a season. If you just speak, put one or two together. You know that God is triggering global impact for sons and daughters of Nigeria. Alright? Was it not Selman that went to Manchester? Do you know? Listen, do you know? Do you know that stadium they use, that facility they use? Do you? God did two crazy things. Number one, in a, in a place like UK, 
like UK, the place is packed out by hungry people. The place they say is a post-church. That's what they call it. They are in a post-Christian era. Stupid people. They say they are in a post-Christian era. The place is packed out by hungry people. How? Because there's a global grace on the sons and daughters of Nigeria. Guess what else? We are known for corruption and for fraud and for all kinds of stupid things. They didn't charge any gate fee. Right? They picked the bill. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And can I announce something to you? Miracles are repetitive. Miracles are reiterating in nature. Miracles, oh, okay, you, you, you don't have faith to receive this. Miracles repeat. He said, what we heard you do in the days of our fathers. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. That's what miracles are like. If God did it before, he can do it again. Kayaba. If God does it for one, he can do it for another. Raise that again. How many global businesses are here? Global careers are here. Global forces and ministries. How many of them? What he's doing, if he's raising a global company, then I'm one. 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 He will do it again. He will do it again. for going global. Be bold to lift your hand in faith. We are not troubled if your voice goes global. I'm not. <laughs> I need your voice to go global. Alright? It doesn't stop my own voice. Are you hearing me? So please, don't, don't be gentle. Don't pretend. Alright? Out of this house. Out of this house. Kabaya. Out of this house will rise a company of people that carry a global grace. A global voice. Global products. Global businesses. Global careers. Alright? generation. We check how many countries you have worked in. Okay, you don't know. Uh -huh. 
I need your mind to expand. Your mind, some of you, your minds are too small. He has worked in, in Singapore. <laughs> he did something in Saudi Arabia, in Qatar. That's what we are checking. That's true. That's how proper CVs look. Not the washer sure God one that everything is here. I'm telling you, that's how it looks. And that's how our faith needs to start expanding. Because elevation gives us a voice that can shift the dials for the kingdom of God. That's the truth. Hear what the Lord told me, and then we're going to pray. The birds will never come to your roots. <laughs> birds don't perch on roots, however strong those roots are. Birds only perch when you have built branches, comfortable branches, where they can come. It doesn't matter how much you pray and fast. Oh God, send me people. You are root. Shut up. They are not ready. Are you hearing? Until you move from roots to the tree that have branches, then they can find accommodation. It's a rise. Shine. Once you shine, because your light has come, once you shine, and the glory of God rest on you. Nations shall come to your light. They will come. Are you understanding? They will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. You know, what will move ordinary people will not move kings. Are you hearing? Kings are looking for splendor that are shine their own splendor. Is the brightness of the light. That's what attracts them. It's not just that the light is they are used to light. Okay, you're not hearing. Kings are used to light. If you want to see light, just drive down to what's the name of this town around here? Abakeleke in the night. Umahi made a covenant with light. So he put lights everywhere. Shining lights. Right? Kings, so what will you do to what kind of light will you put that Omahi will bow to it? No. But kings will come to the brightness of your rising that outshines and make what they carry look like a lantern. Yeah? That's what they come to. And that is the level of grace some people will be stepping into. I may not be speaking about today. I may be speaking about one year, five years down the line. But somebody's light will shine bright. That kings will come to the brightness of that rising. Throw your hands in the air and I speak upon you. And I bring an activation in this house today. I call forth light. I call forth the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. Come, Beredo. Shana Okay, I see. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Do you know what we're going to pray? The psalmist sang a song. He said, Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Establish 
the work of our hands. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you were blessed. Don't be left out in this last move of God in the nations of the earth. For more of this audio messages, please click on the download link on our Facebook page at Kingdom Diplomat Engine or join us on Instagram, K Diplomat.